Welcome back, y'all, to another Hip Hop Babies interview. Yes, Today, sir. Special guest with me, we got Big Daddy Chop. Yo, yo. Mm -hmm. That's good. So great to have you on the show, man. Thank y'all for having been me. Of course. Been meaning to do this for a minute. Um, we've been following Chop since probably around 2019 um, when he dropped uh, his first uh, album on streaming, right? Recollection? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I've been fucking with you since then. Just dope. Um, obviously, I, I know where you're from, being the East Bay. Uh, what town are you from specifically, though? I'm from Antioch, California. The Yacht Town. You know what it is. Yacht Boys. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I, I kind of figured, because I know you're, um, you are really close with No Seasons, and uh, I went to middle school with No Seasons. So. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that. Um, I know him a little bit. I had a couple classes with him. Uh, I don't, we don't talk too much no more, but you know, I've I've stayed tapped in with uh, the East Bay Cats. So I wanted to ask you first and foremost, what is the meaning behind Big Daddy Chop? I kind of you know kind of get it a little bit, but where did it originate from? Man? So honestly, it was um, I think it was freshman year. I have a friend, Neil Neil Sahota. Mm -hmm. We were just trying to think of a funny name, like. Just fucking around, just messing around. It wasn't anything serious, but and then he came up with Big Daddy Chop, and I thought it was hella funny. And then it kind of just well, people at the school were fucking with it. They thought it was funny. And then it, it like is. formed into a whole other thing. It is, man. I mean, like when I first heard you, bro, I was, I was, I was wondering. I was like, can I really call him Big Daddy like that off rip? But you know, I started listening. I was like, okay, <laughs> he got, he got it. I can give, I can give him that respect. I can call him his full name. Yeah, you be you be chopping up them beats, man. Yeah, uh, it's perfect. It's a fitting name, especially with the uh, little uh, producer tag you throw in there. Especially yeah. with some of the interludes, like you be like chop. Like I like that. I appreciate it. It's funny because before I was really even making beats, I was chopping and scoring songs. So oh, I get other ways, or I'm chopping it, chopping it up with people. Okay. Uh, when did you when did you start like chopping and scoring? Like what year you would you start, and then like where did it progress into production after that i think it might have been like 2015 2016 around there mm -hmm. i was just chopping and screwing bay area music like hd young gully stuff like that and then but i think even before that my homie no seasons he's the one that showed me how to make beats because he was doing he was putting beat tapes on soundcloud and i really liked what he was doing i never really heard anything like that mm. and then he introduced me to it and as i was doing that i was kind of just on virtual deep day Mm. just messing around okay yeah that's dope man um what so would you say that uh checking out uh, your buddy no seasons stuff that's what really sparked the creative side of you into yeah. making music oh, that's yeah. dope man yeah. okay um, okay yeah you guys like um getting in the studio and stuff like that that's like your your big influence and uh uh do you have any other early influences that like you tapped into that like really um, got you down this road? I mean, besides him, when I really started diving into it, I was listening to a lot of DJ Fresh, DJ Screw, uh, Jay Dilla, mm -hmm. BS2, a lot of like lo-fi, lo-fi producers. Mm -hmm. No, I re we can, I see that. It's, I mean, it's all over it, right? Um, that's dope, man, because you, you really got, like, that sound to a T. Um, yeah. You're, you're a true student of lo-fi hip-hop. Um, yeah. And I really I really think it's dope what you do on uh, YouTube, where you do your 
MK2 uh, tutorials and stuff like that. Um, did you have any tutorials that you found on YouTube that you would watch to learn how to do kind of stuff like this, or was it mostly just like word of mouth? Um, when I tutorials? when I started making BC, I was looking at a lot of YouTube tutorials. I was looking at all kind of YouTube tutorials, and that's what that helped me a lot. I'm not gonna lie, I was just out countless hours of YouTube tutorials. Mm -hmm. I on error trying it out. Yeah, follow yeah. On, stuff like that. So, um, what was like kind of the first stuff you started gathering together to uh, create your studio? Because you got a home studio, right? Um, not necessarily. I really just I have a couple beat machines, but that's about it. Mm. Oh, okay, for sure. So, what did you like? What was like the first step that you started taking to, um, you know, you wanted to start to produce? Like, you wait, you started doing your tutorials. You were the homie. Uh, you got on FL. Uh, what what were you really starting to work on early on, like, um, just in general? My homie, he gave me, he didn't give it to me, but he sold me, it was an ovation. I think it was 51 keys. I may be wrong, but it was a pretty fat keyboard. So I really started using that to sample and to chop up or even create my own melodies with that. But it wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily a beat machine. The first beat machine I got was, it was this right here. Mm -hmm. MK3 and it was only like two years ago honestly mm. so it was very recently I got my first beamer so you been you uh played piano when you were younger or something or you just like kind of no. picked it up I kind of just picked it up to make oh. beats on, really that's tight I'm jealous yeah. of you bro <laughs> even, uh, even now I can't really get down on the piano I just play by ear okay yeah, that's dope though uh yeah because mm -hmm. it's like I mean I feel like a lot of people when they uh when they're thinking about making music stuff, they might overthink and be like, man, I got to learn this whole instrument um, before I could do this. But not really. It's just like picking up pieces and like putting it together like a puzzle stuff. Yeah, it's exactly. You really don't even need any beam machines or any instruments when you get started. Mm -hmm. All you need is your computer. Yep. You got to feeling to learn, really. Yep. Yeah, and that's what's... And watching you post some of the progression, like hearing your music progress, I could see that like... It sounds like like hearing you got a beat machine later and like hearing like you've been like hustling and doing everything on your computer and like you're saying like I'm getting stuff together like you can hear it in the music and how it sounds now compared to how when I first heard you it sounds yeah. like you're just like it, you're picking up on things you're adjusting that's dope to see yeah it feels like I'm still just getting started honestly I've been doing a lot of years but it still feels like I'm just starting for sure bro and uh, one of the main reasons why like. I connect so heavily with your music. I feel like it's because you, um, you are like one of those people that can just like pick stuff up as you go and just add it to your bag. You just constantly yeah. add into your bag. Like I already like what you got, but like there's so much room that you can grow, and it's just like I see the potential. So it's like, you know, I really fuck with it. Yeah, you know, I appreciate. It. I try to be versatile. I try to try. I try new things a lot. Switch it up. So with recollection, right? You were you were rapping on that project and mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, I'm, you were making the beats on that project as well, right? Um, not necessarily. I think I have only two beats on there. I think it was, um, forever. Mm hmm. And, um, where do I go? I believe. Mm hmm. Okay. So you started really making beats after that or when did it like you were rapping first then, right? Mainly. And then you um, were like, I, when, when did it switch? Cause it seems like now you've been focusing on production. So I started off with making beats, 
but the first rap I ever wrote, I think it was, I think it was freshman year as well. It was a diss song. Okay. Nothing serious. Mm-hmm. Like, before, what I just did he do, bro? He did. We were on Facebook and he said I couldn't even drop four bars. <laughs> so, so you had to go in. I dropped the whole diss song on him. Mm-hmm. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I was making beats before recollection. I just wasn't rapping on my beats like that. Even rap on my beats, but upper echelon fully produced by me. That was the That's first produced on my beats. It's definitely like a process and like figuring out uh, because you have beat tapes and like regular tapes, right? And your beat tapes early on are like really fleshed out beats, um, comparable to like you know like Madlib Madlib tapes where he just does some like crazy ass shit and it fills up the space entirely. So like. I saw early on that you would be doing stuff like that and you like fill out your beats. So Yeah, I was really just experimenting. Um when I make when I make beats even now, I don't always make them with the intent of people rapping on them. I kind of just make them cuz I want to I like the sample or you know I just want to make a beat. Yeah, I peeped that your samples, you pick really good samples. It reminds me of a uh, Knowledge, Jay Dilla, the people who really know how to play with a sample and make it sound like a full song, like you have a feature or like you have a moment where the sample really comes in and then mm. you just let the beat kind of like, you change the beat up a little bit. I really love when you do stuff like that. And yeah. now that you're saying like, I, like, as you keep going, like, especially if you keep getting back into rapping, I think that's going to really take off, you know? Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I love so, you know, the game. I love to listen to music. First, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I love, I, you know, just little seconds that other people wouldn't hear when I do it. What comes in your mind, like, when you're thinking of, oh, I need to sample this? Or, like, how do you come up with the samples you sample? Honestly, just listen, listening to it. And then if a certain part sticks out to me, that's the part I'm going to try to try to mess with. Even if it's seconds, it could be like an eight minute song I'll take. 10 seconds from it um lately i've been learning to appreciate it more because i used to only listen to samples to look for a part to take but now i'm listening to records i'm listening to everything just to enjoy the song and then hear something i'll just take that it'll be like a bonus that's dope to see how your creative process evolved and you know it's really truly hip-hop uh the, what you what you be doing just like listening to music and then picking that little you know, like back in the day, like when they were just picking the drum samples and they would stretch yeah. out the drums and everybody just be dancing to it. Like that's what it's really all about, you know, finding the influence and expanding upon it on your own. Yeah, just beat breaking, doing beat breaks. Yeah. Well, be just a little beat break. People dancing, yep. people in. Um, so you had said to me recently that uh, you are not looking to produce as much or you have not been producing as much and you are focusing more on writing and rapping uh now uh what has in your life made you feel like you need to shift away from beat making towards you know telling your story and rapping so it's just i would feel burnt out or unmotivated the process itself wasn't really as fun anymore especially just making beats in my room being cooped up in here so I try to go out to my friend's house or to the studio just to make beats over there. But it, I feel like it's easier for me to just throw a beat on and try to write something. Cause I could do that at work. I could do that anywhere really. Just come up with lyrics in my head, but I can't sit down, dig for samples, try to make a beat, you know, any time of the day. I, sometimes I feel like I have to force myself to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I remember you during the pandemic were going hard as fuck it was like i don't know 
30 beats a month or something like that or you're just going crazy bro your work ethic was insane there was, uh, there was one month, I think it was July 2019, I made like 110 beats, something mm. crazy. So it was, yeah. I was he on said, a different time. He said, Dr. Dre, catch up. Dr. Dre only made <laughs> he said, 200. I put, in the work. I put in the hours, the numbers, everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's dope, man. Um, Do you think that you want to uh, shift, like, because you, you haven't been making a lot of YouTube video recently. Uh, you mm -hmm. had like slowed down on that as well. Do you think that you could possibly start putting some more like rap content on your YouTube page, like you and the homies just in the studio, something like that? Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about. Even with my music videos, I've been considering dropping them on that channel. But it's kind of weird because I made that channel directly for for beats. But even now, I, I think I have a couple rap videos up there. I'm going to upload another one soon. I just, I'd be catting off. I have a lot of content. I got to edit it and... Like I said, I was feeling burnt out because I was doing this so consecutively. Mm -hmm. I got it back in my back, really. I just sit down and focus. I'll put some more rap content on there for sure. Cause you've been, yeah, you've been working hard on YouTube and you've been dropping projects, uh, Chopzilla and Interval. Like I said, <laughs> Chopzilla, I was really uh, listening to it, especially now recently before this. Um, mm -hmm. The beats on there crazy gives me dark vibes, and then Interval is kind of like. It's definitely still kind of darkness, but I feel more bright on that. You have songs like Morning Coffee. You have songs where it's like, it's more just like chill. It gives me time to breathe while Chopzilla was more, I feel like, in your face. And I can hear more people rapping over them. So mm -hmm. it's dope to see that you have styles where like some of these beat tapes over these beats, I can hear people rapping over them. And then some of them, it's like, you don't need that. Interval was, um, it was like a collection of my beats, I think, as year and a half, two years from my machine and my SP. And then Chopzilla, I went into it with, with the Chopzilla theme, really trying to make it villainous or monstrous. So, you know, I was, um, I approached them a little differently. I think Interval was just a compilation of beats, really. Stuff that I wanted to put out before I started dropping my raps. Cause I'm yeah. gonna be dropping a lot more rap albums for sure. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. I mean, I'm, you've been working on it uh, for even you said you've been grinding. Uh, you had to been grinding for something. So I mean, the, you all the fruits about to come to fruition, right? Um, for sure. You got any like self-produced uh, albums? Just just you, or you outsourcing a lot, like you did with uh, Recollection? Uh, what what kind of like creative route are you going with these? Uh, mostly, I've been outsourcing. Like I have a. I have an album with my friend Jimmy Stubbs. He's from Salinas. He's a producer. Yeah. We got an album done. I got a project with my boy Drigo. We got a bunch mm -hmm. of different producers on there. Um, I got a project with Garcon Dior from SoCal. Mm -hmm. He's a producer. And then, yeah, I've just been reaching out, working with a lot of different producers, really. And then producing some songs here and there. That's dope, man. And I, I saw that uh, Drigo is uh, having that show in L.A. on the... July 16th, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he, can you t tell us a little bit about how that came to fruition? Um, you know, you guys just did a project and he's like, yo, homie, I need you to come do the show with me. Or like, what's up? So we have a friend, his name's Quattro. Uh, he mm -hmm. has, um, he has an album with Drigo. It's on the way, but he, uh, he invited us out there. He said he has a homie, Sun Sweat Gold, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, but he owns, um, or he runs a bar out there and then they do, they host shows every now and then. He told us that he could get all of us on there. Like it's me, Drigo, No Seasons, my friend Nimsons, my friend Nan. 
I believe Quattro is going to perform as well. Side quest from Vallejo. And then just Steve's on there as well. So it's a lot of people from the Bay Area. I think it's like six, seven people from the Bay. It's going to be like That's dope. That's dope, man. Um, have you done any shows in, in the Bay Area before? Or? Yeah, all my shows have been in the Bay Area. This is going to mm-hmm. be away from the Bay. The first okay. show away from the Bay. How does that make you feel that now you on this kind of, like you got yourself to this level that you can go and take your your talent somewhere else and like put on a show for somebody? Um, it makes me it makes me excited. I really want to. I really want to tour. I want to do more shows in different cities, even different countries. I don't want to only perform in the Bay. I want to travel, see what's out there. I like going to different locations because it gives you a different. It gives you a different environment to really work in. You take in every, taking a lot of different stuff, different cultures, and then you put it back out in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, yeah, and I think you know with especially with production, you know, especially if you continue to take from other sounds and other music genres and uh, really play with that, I think you could cross over to other places because I think just making beats can cross over a lot because you don't have the words, you don't need the words to carry the song or, you, or people don't get drowned out by the words. So if people really get into your beats and your production style, it'll work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Music's universal, especially if mm-hmm. there's no, um, no lyrics on there, you know, anybody can understand it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And you're good, like, like I said, especially with Chopzilla, I feel like you were good at painting a picture and really doing a theme. So, mm-hmm. so you were talking about you want to go out and you want to soar, right? So, uh, is there anybody in particular that you like you listen to that you'd be like, this would really work with my sounds? Is somebody that I would like to rap with uh, in the future? Mm. Honestly, not that I can think of. Honestly, I've just been making music with a lot of my. A lot of my friends are a lot of um, mutuals. A lot of okay. the game, really. I feel yeah, like I'm so you... part of the people that I want to work with. I don't like working with just anybody, really. I like mm-hmm. I like collective with who I work with. I keep it in the house. Keep it. Keep everything like with people you mess with. Keeps mm-hmm. it organic for sure. Yeah, and if there's people that I like and we're not really, we don't really know each other, I'm still willing to pay for features. I'm still willing to reach out to people, stuff like that. Like upper echelon, bought a couple of features on there. This is the first time we're doing this. You know, like I said, we really mess with your uh, music. And I had a, we wanted to see, you know, gauge a little bit, you know, where you lean as far as like influences, maybe what you were listening to, or just ideas of like, who you, would you pick in these instances? Okay. All right. You're going to pick uh, Dilla or Madlib? Uh, Dilla. <laughs> Starting out hard. Yeah, I got to go with Jay Dilla. Okay. 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 Um, Timberland or Pharrell? I go with Pharrell. Okay. Oh. All right. Knowledge or Flying Lotus? Knowledge. Oh, sure. okay. Okay. That was a I had bloody. a feeling you would go knowledge there. Um, E40 or Mac Dre? Fuck. Uh, yeah, we giving you the hard ones. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mac Dre. Okay. Oh, Mac Dre for sure. All right. Uh, we got Jeezy or Gucci Mane? Gucci Mane. I've listened to more Gucci Mane than Jeezy. Mm, okay. Uh, Freddie Gibbs or MF Doom? MF Doom. Mm-hmm. No doubt. 
We was trying to pick somebody we could compare to Doom. I was like, bro, it was hard. We ain't gonna hard. be able to put anybody next to him. So Especially, I feel like here at Chopzilla, like, like I don't know, some of those interludes was giving me MF Doom, um, you know, Mad Lib vibes with the villain, the villainous thing. You know, hard, yeah, for sure. I got the next one: Ronnie J or Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats because I like um, I like the cave and I think he he does a lot of like what is it uh, Twitch streams he be dropping mm-hmm. knowledge and shit dropping gems yeah especially for producers I feel like mm-hmm. like he's really made his own brand and sometimes that could be hard to do yeah he's not he's not scared to share the game mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. yeah no that's really dope we need more people like that and that's why I was really appreciative of like your YouTube channel and stuff and like the tutorials because like um, not everybody, I don't know. Some people have like the competitive mind state of like, you know, you can't be sharing stuff. Maybe gatekeeping. Like, yeah, they're yeah. gatekeeping, right? But it's like, yeah. man, you spread the you spread the knowledge, you spread the wealth, and we're all gonna grow, right? So, mm-hmm. for sure, one of, for everybody. One of my favorite things is watching the process. That's one of the reasons I started doing the YouTube videos. Mm. And another reason is because when I got my SP four hundred four, I couldn't find any really good tutorials on there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make tutorials of the kind of music that I want to make. Because I know other people, you know, they want to make this kind of music as well. And mm-hmm. watching tutorials isn't really going to help. Facts. All right, last last one. Um, got Tyler, the creator, or Earl Sweatshirt? Earl Sweatshirt. Okay. There, yeah. I, hey, that was a – for some reason, I thought you picked Tyler. I listen but- to a lot of Earl. Like, I have um, – I think I have the one of his CDs in the whip. I know I have one. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Earl just because it's rapping and his beat selection. It's yeah. just. I got a couple more questions that I'm gonna rattle off that just came in my head as we went. Um, yeah. Is there uh, is there another genre that you uh, really fuck with outside of rap music that um, maybe inspires you, or you just you know maybe something that you switch up from rap just to like get rid of that monotony. Yeah, lately I haven't even been listening to rap. I've been listening to a lot of soul, R&B. I like listening to jazz. I'm trying to pick up some more rock because I don't listen to a lot of rock, but I've been listening to a lot of soul recently. Like Anita yeah. Baker, stuff like that. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely see that because you, your, like, your samples are like full of that. Uh, I would love to see you work with some rock music because you definitely... Uh, just yeah. your versatility and like um, what you can bring. Um, I think that 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 like lo-fi mixed with rock sound would be pretty pretty dope. I mean, it'd be close to country music, but it would be dope. I do I do want to make some jazz or even um, Mexican music, Spanish music. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that'd be dope. But it's hard yeah. to band. Yeah, and if find all do, the right. If you could do jazz, that'd be tight. I could see that, especially with some of the stuff you'd be posting. Yeah. Do you ever think that you want to pick up any other instruments or you want to try to like um, expand your your musical, like just basic like musical stuff in like a different way outside of uh, what you're currently doing? Yeah, for sure. I've, um, I really want to pick up the drums, a drum set, but you got to have a lot of space for that. I don't have enough space for a drum set. So maybe an acoustic guitar and then okay. elevate a different kind of guitar. Okay. Uh, that's probably, that'll probably be the easiest route to go right now a little acoustic guitar okay you're trying to get the honey so i see you bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure 
played a reggaeton beat like a couple years ago because some dude requested it. He ended up catting off on me, but it was a fun experience making a reggaeton. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that all things I could, I could see myself doing. Uh, do you have like a, a favorite beat tape? Like that was on my mind. Like while I was listening to this stuff, like do you have like our favorites? Doesn't you don't gotta pick one, but do you have like any beat tapes that you think people should check out? If they wanna know what you were kind of getting into beat tape wise at first, or what really like you kind of go back to? I would recommend Above Cloud. Uh, and let me check my my SoundCloud. For sure. I'd recommend Lost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go back to my older stuff. I got a lot of beat tapes on here that I've been thinking about taking down just because I need space. Maybe mm -hmm. up the the band camp. But uh, Stuck, I did that around the winter time for Christmas. Por Vida, that's one that I really like. It was okay. a Mexican or Spanish influence, Mexican influence um those are really those are the main ones i i think okay Por Vida, lost stuck and then city above clouds siempre as well because that's another uh mexican influenced one that i really like okay thank you guys so much for uh sticking with us through this interview um it was a pleasure to have you chop um thank you for you were of course you were an amazing guest uh very knowledgeable um, you guys should definitely check out his YouTube page. We will have it linked in the description below. Uh, if you want to learn how to get get nice, you know that's what, that's where you go. Mm -hmm. uh, Chop, if you have anything that you'd like to say to the people, I mean, now is the time. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I appreciate you guys for having me on here. And second, I appreciate anybody that's been supporting. I do have a lot more music coming. It's mostly going to be rap albums. I'm trying to start dropping more videos. By the end of the year, I want to have a lot more music out. Uh, July 16th, in five days, I'm doing a show in L.A. with a bunch of my homies. I will have exclusive Chopzilla merch. Chopzilla takes L.A. That's clean. So if you need if you need a shirt, you know, slide through to the show, pick one up. But uh, it should be a really good end of the year. I think 2023 should be a really good year as well. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate anybody who sticks along for the ride. For sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you tap into Hip Hop Babies for all the East Bay album reviews that we got. So thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, get our numbers up so more people can see this interview and all the other interviews that we do. Shout out Chop. Shout out Chopzilla. Shout out everybody he shouted out. I can't remember all their names, but we shout appreciate out. you. Yes, sir. And uh, with that being said, peace. Peace. peace.